Hello, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. I'm so excited to do today's uh, solo episode and it is, this would be an awkward one to do with a guest because let me tell you the research doc that I have for this week's episode, which obviously is all about celebrities leaked DMs and sex, sexes, whatever, sexual text messaging to each other. Um, get straight up filthy. So imagine I like bring on like a priest for a guest <laughs> this week. This is also going to be the last episode we do for a little bit. I am taking the next two weeks off. Um, on the main episode, Patreon episodes, I have just been cramming up my ass getting extras backlogged. So Patreons are still going to go out every week, but my parents and my best friend Bridget and I are going down to Tanzania for about two and a half weeks. And this is actually going to be my ninth time in Tanzania. It is a, um, it's a long story. It's a podcast for another time, but my family and I started a nonprofit called Share in Africa down in Bukoba, Tanzania about 15 years ago. Yeah. 15 years ago, which is crazy because now that I'm 30, it's been half of my life which is crazy. Um, and I can tell that I'm getting older too, because now I'm thinking about the trip and I'm so excited. There's, I mean, just a little TLDR. There's this all girls boarding school called Hakima that we go to. And the mission of the nonprofit kind of changed over the years as, you know, we got smarter and we met other different people in Bukoba and made better connections. And now we basically work with this all girls boarding school. It's a secondary school. It's fantastically run by this group of the most considerate nuns that I have ever met in my life. And basically each year, Sharon Africa um, asks the nuns and the teachers, and we basically say, what are the needs of Hakima? So different years it's been. Um, there was a tragic earthquake a couple years ago, so it was rebuilding new dormitories for the girls. It was building a new dining hall for the school. It was installing water well systems. After the Boko Haram kidnappings, it was putting more fences and security around the school. So it's always amazing going back there. I mean, over the last 15 years, we've made so many different connections with people down there. So it really, it really does feel like a second home. But like I said, I can tell that I am getting older because now I'm just like, oh, the travel, like all the pills. It takes about two and a half days to get down there. So I'm going from Denver to New York to Dubai. Then you enter Tanzania. Then you take like puddle jumper, puddle jumper uh, car. It just takes a while to get there. Anyway, so the next Fluently Forward episode is going to be out on the 28th, but if you're wanting more Fluently Forward, patreon.com slash Fluently Forward. By the time this episode goes out, we will have done um, Joe and Hunter Biden gossip, a Q&A episode, and then I have planned a super bad Patreon episode and a Fifty Shades of Grey episode and a wellness conspiracy theory episode if you want to check those out. Today's episode of Fluently Forward is brought to you by Jenny Kane. They have some of the best clothing I've ever seen. It's absolutely timeless, effortless, minimalistic, very refined, like elevated versions of everyday basics. And I've been looking for exactly clothing like this because ever since over on Patreon, we did an episode about Big Little Lies. I rewatched parts of the show and I said, how do I become Nicole Kidman? I want to dress like her character, Celeste Wright. She just looks fantastic all the time. I went on JennyKane.com. Literally every outfit on there is that type of elevated 
basic that the Nicole Kidman character would wear. So I was obsessed with it. It's the type of website that when I browse it, I had about 15 different tabs open because I was just saving everything. So find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners are going to get 15% off of your first order when you use code fluently at checkout. So that's 15% off your first order. J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. The promo code is fluently. Let getting dressed be one last thing to worry about. Let's get into the main gist of what we're talking about, okay? Let's dive into the sexy and the scandalous. This episode you guys voted for over on Instagram by a long shot. I was like, maybe I'll do an episode on the Jonas Brothers. Um, I one day want to do an episode of all of the models Leonardo DiCaprio has dated and who we think he loved the most. I mean, the answer is himself, but if he had to love somebody else, who would it be? And by a long shot, you guys voted for pouring through celebrities, leaked DMs, and sex, which just honestly, it makes me so happy um, because sometimes I think to myself, Shannon, are you too invasive and perverted and creepy? And then you guys vote 84% on this topic. And I'm like, damn it, you know what? I found my people. So this really was inspired by two people, this idea that I've been kicking around in my head. Number one, Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez. When their DMs came out and everybody, most people probably know the iconic line where he goes, I love you, a live girl. And everybody was like, as opposed to a dead girl, like a live girl. Like, it's just so fascinating when we get a peek behind the curtain. And I know it is invasive. And I know it is, um, I don't know, breaking different privacy codes. But goddamn, don't you want to like see people's text messages? Like I honestly would trade, I would trade people being able to see my text messages if I could see theirs because the, the creepy curiosity definitely outweighs the shame for me. So like, this is my bread and butter. I love it. And then the second man who inspired this episode, and we do have one woman on this list who we're going to be diving into is Anthony Weiner, a.k.a. Carlos Danger. And when news of this pervert politician came out, I remember this could have been back in high school when I did it, or maybe it was like freshman year of college. No, 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 wait, hold on. I have my document right up here. 2011 was when, um, okay, so yeah, I could have been senior year of high school. Anyway, I remember going through and reading all of the Anthony Weiner's uh, sex between him and like the blackjack player or sorry, um, blackjack dealer that he was sexting with. And I'm not going to lie. I got like a little bit horned up. I was kind of like, damn, this is like some pretty good shit. You know, I could see this on literotica.com. Um, but then there's other people like Tiger Woods. We're going to dive into everybody where I read their sex and I'm like, put this man in prison. That's like not okay to send to someone. And that's like so creepy and gross. And also the grammar mistakes. Is, is there anything worse than when you're like getting a little bit sexy texting someone and then they use the wrong tense and you're like, now I'm turned off. Anyway, spoiler alert, you, if you're like me, you wouldn't like texting or sexting with Tiger Woods. So, um, like I said, I know this is an invasion of privacy, so if you're somebody who gets bothered by that, ugh, I'm just so sorry. How did you even click on this podcast? That's kind of what we're all about. I just, I, I'm sorry. It's who I am. I can't change. I'll, I'll go to, I'll have the nuns bless me down in Tanzania, and I will go to confession down there. 
So let's dive right into this episode. Um, Also, mom and dad, you might just want to skip this one because there's just so many filthy words that are going to be coming out of my mouth and I don't want to make you uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Okay, let's start with Jeff Bezos. We obviously know him and Lauren Sanchez are now engaged. And if you follow me over on Instagram, which by the way, great taste if you do, she is such a worthy Instagram follow. I would say about once a month, I just tell everyone on Instagram, please, you have to go follow Jeff Bezos's previously girlfriend, now fiance, on Instagram. She is like a mix of um, both the cringiest and the best parts of how millennials post online and how boomers post online because she'll post a picture I don't know, sometimes she posts videos of her like working out and she's got like that tight, incredible body. Like, honestly, she looks so good. But then she'll post like a picture of like Jeff Bezos in like a animal print button down with like a fedora on. And then she'll use some sort of like filter and then write like my, I don't know, some phrase that you would see on a butter dish at TJ Maxx. Like my, my hubby is everything like heart eyes, heart eyes with that neon cursive script font. And it's funny because I've never seen, you know, million dollar vacations posted about in kind of the chuggiest way, but it's really, I'm not trying to shit on her. I think she's incredible. It's really endearing. And I think I also mentioned this in previous episodes, but I know two well-to-do people who have met Lauren Sanchez in person and people are always dicks about her. They're like, Jeff Bezos could have had anyone. Why did he go with Lauren Sanchez? I have, you know, I have some theories on that. That's, that would be an episode for another time, like a fun speculative episode. First of all, I do think she's beautiful. Secondly, I have heard from these two people that she has the Bill Clinton gift, okay? And <laughs> I don't mean connections to Jeffrey Epstein, although you know what? She probably runs in those circles anyway. What I mean is that anyone who I talk to who has met her, they're like, her charisma is off the charts. It's unbelievable. She makes you feel like the only person in the room. I've never met someone so engaging and warm and just you want to be around her, like you're drawn to her. Isn't that the way you want everyone to describe you? So it's made me like really lust after her after I've heard all of these things. So it makes sense why the big dog, boy Jeff, is with her. Now, before we get into some of their sex, and we really only have the things that he said to her, I'm dying to know what Mrs. Charisma said back to him, but a little bit of a timeline of their affair, because I think it's not as bad as people believe. So January 9th, 2019, Jeff Bezos and his now ex-wife, Mackenzie Scott, they put out a joint statement on Twitter saying that they were divorcing. It was pretty typical, you know, as our family and close friends know, after a long period of loving exploration and trial separation, we have decided to divorce and continue our shared lives as friends. If we had known we would separate after 25 years, we would do it all again. That's good. That's a good, I like that, you know? Now, they have four children together. Um, there's, you know, in that in that excerpt there, right? Trial separation, continue our shared lives. Uh, it's kind of leading towards that. And then a few hours after that statement, boom, the bombshell. Jeff Bezos is in a relationship with Lauren Sanchez. And most people knew her when news was starting to come out. She started her career as a news reporter and an anchor. She was this longtime anchor of Good Day LA. um, And she worked as a correspondent on Extra. And everybody was like, oh my God, he's just with some TV anchor. 
She also is huge, and you would know this if you follow her on Instagram like I do. She's really big into aviation. So she works as a helicopter pilot, and she actually started her own filming company in 2016 called Black Ops Aviation. Doesn't that just sound like something that a billionaire would be into? Like, oh, you have a helicopter company called Black Ops Aviation? Like, I bet they would all go crazy for it. She's also done some minor TV and film roles. Anyway, but they actually met uh, years and years ago through her then husband. Damn, look at that. I think that's pretty interesting. And then in different research of people trying to uncover the truth of their relationship, it came out that they had connected in 2016 at an Amazon Studios party, and then some shit was going down in that helicopter, okay? Apparently, Jeff Bezos was like, oh, we really want to use your helicopter company to get like different, um, what's it called? Getting different footage. So they hired Lauren's helicopter company to film footage for his rocket company, which is just like <laughs> so out of my tax bracket. I like can't even, isn't that just so funny? Imagine somebody on Reddit like me 49M likes this girl, I don't know, 37F or however old they are. I've got a rocket company. She's got it. Like, you would just never see that. Anyway, so they started riding in these helicopters a lot. And apparently their relationship blossomed because she helped him get over his fear of flying, which happened after a 2003 helicopter crash that he was in. I, like, I know we hate Jeff Bezos, but like I'm kind of standing this love story. So anyway, the National Enquirer did this long investigation into their relationship. They got texts. They got sex. They got photos. Uh, they tracked the couple, quote, across five states and 40,000 miles, tailed them in private jets, swanky limos, helicopter rides, romantic hikes, five-star hotel, hideaways, intimate dinner dates, and quality time in hidden loveness, which by the way, if I made more money off of Fluently Forward, that's what I would be doing for my episodes. <laughs> now, however, even the most gossipy of gossip people who really wanted to nail Jeff to this, they were just like, you know what? They started dating after him and his wife had separated. Now, look, I'm not one to give a famous rich man the benefit of the doubt when it comes to cheating, but it seems like people kind of dug into it uh, pretty intensely. And some of the stuff that came out about him wasn't true. There was even rumors that this tabloid had a penile shot. <laughs> what? I don't know why I said it like that. A dick pic baby of Jeff Bezos, but it turned out they didn't have his dick. It was a photo of someone else, and this guy was trying to say that it was Jeff Bezos's pecker, and instead it was taken from a male escort website, and then it was shown to the tabloids over FaceTime. Now, what do the sex look like? Let's get into it. The most iconic one that I mentioned up at the top is when he says to her, Jeff says to Lauren, I love you, comma, alive girl. I will show you with my body and my lips and my eyes very soon. Okay, FMK, Jeff Bezos fucking you with his body, <laughs> his lips, and his eyes. I'm gonna F the body because he's honestly kind of jacked. I'm gonna marry the lips. I'm gonna kill the eyes. I don't think I want him looking at me. All right, some more lines that he says to her. I want to smell you. I'm <laughs> 
Oh God, you know, you know, I've been talking about how Lumi deodorant is one of our sponsors talking about a sentence nobody's ever said to me before. Okay. I want to smell you. I want to breathe you in. I want to hold you tight. I want to kiss your lips. Dot, dot, dot. I love you. I am in love with you. That, I mean, have you ever been so in love to someone that you've said, here's the thing, that you've said you wanted to smell them and to breathe them in? I'm not going to lie. When I really like someone and they like leave my, you know, apartment, house, whatever, I'll get right back into bed and I'll sniff that pillow. Okay. I'll absolutely sniff the pillow, but I don't think I've ever texted it to them. I just keep it quiet. And then, you know, months later, talk about it on a podcast. All right. This next one that Jeff Bezos sent, I actually think is really cute. Okay. He said, you know what? I want to get a little drunk with you tonight. Not falling down, just a little drunk. I want to talk to you and plan with you. Listen and laugh. I would melt if somebody actually said that to me. You know, because sometimes you do just want to get a little bit tipsy with someone. You want, for me, that's a glass and a half of wine. And you just want to, you know, sit on a couch on a back porch with them. And your legs are kind of draped over their legs. And maybe they're rubbing your bunion feet, giving it a nice massage. And you're just <laughs> laughing together, just a little bit drunk. I feel you, Jeff. Okay, this next one, he throws the caps into it. He says to Lauren, I basically, and then in all caps, want to be with you, three exclamation marks. Then I want to fall asleep with you and wake up tomorrow and read the paper with you and have coffee with you. Like, God damn it, why do I think that that's cute? Um, in another exchange, he told Lauren Sanchez that, quote, her energy and ideas and competence and spirit turn me on. <laughs> I, it's going to be hard not to giggle. Um, Another thing he said, you make me better. You're meant for me. I know it more clearly than I've ever known anything. Another one he says, I love everything about you. I love that your last pick takes me completely out of my head. I am crazy about you, all of you. I need to smell and touch you. Jesus Christ, once again with the smell thing. Um, I want to hold you. I know you're right for me. I know we fit. And then the last quote that we have here, I like it when you're strong and I like it when you're vulnerable everything. The only thing I don't like is not being with you. All of this is just straight from my heart. I love everything about you. I actually think these are really cute. Like he's obviously in love with her. He's caught the bug. I think it's a little bit weird how he keeps talking about how much he wants to smell her, but like, I mean, she looks like she smells good. Talk about if anybody had to launch a celebrity perfume at this point, uh, I think that it would be her. So there we go. Let me know what you think about Jeff Bezos's messages. I actually think that they're pretty cute and I wasn't expecting that. Now, if you're looking to get a little bit of a healthy glow, maybe recreate the Lauren Sanchez experience, try out Saqqara, why don't you, okay? Saqqara is sponsoring Fluently Forward. You've heard me talk about them before. They're an incredible company. They've got these signature nutrition programs, so they make it very easy to plan nourishing, feel-good meals, especially if you've got that packed summer calendar. So you can basically go to their website, and by the way, going to sakara.com slash fluently gets you 20% off of your first order, and you can pick from their nutrition programs. Really great. They're filled with all of these incredible ingredients. I love that they do not show calories on there because they're all about just fueling yourself and getting a lot of good vitamins and nutrients in. That's how I think we should all be eating. Um, and you can pick, do you want their breakfast, their lunch, their dinners, how many times throughout the week you can make it totally customizable. 
Or you can also try out, they've got teas, they've got different like powders, bars, supplements, really anything you want to try. I remember the first time I tried Sakara, I got their probiotics, which were great. And go over and get yourself 20% off. So that is sakara.com, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash fluently to get 20% off your first order. And now let's head on over to Anthony Weiner. Ooh, Anthony Weiner, what a guy. I ended up watching his documentary. Let me see the name of it. Oh, it's just called Weiner. <laughs> and I will say too, um, I know it's problematic, but like I am obsessed with the Anthony Weiner New York Post headlines because if you don't know who Anthony Weiner is, um, you, I mean, maybe you're like Gen Z or something like that, but he's a former American politician. He basically served in Congress um, for the Democratic Party in New York, and his name was quite literally Anthony Weiner, and it came out that he was sending people pictures of his full-on wiener, okay? Like, this is made for the headlines, made for... I wonder if SNL did anything with it back in the day. So it came out that he was sexting different... And he was married. And he was sexting different people, which obviously we're going to get into. There's this, like, iconic picture, I could not forget it even if I tried to, of the outline of his last name if you get my drift in these like gray boxer shorts oh my god oh my god anyway the new york post obviously was reporting on all of this i'm just gonna read some of my favorite um headlines that they did to cover this story battle of the bulge wiener exposed city hall bombshell wiener's second coming anthony erect me mr mayor Wiener, colon, I'll stick it out. He tells the New York Post that he won't step down. Can't keep Wiener down. Stroking gun, Wiener sexed probe found dirt on Hillary. Hard copy. Huma, his wife, sent Wiener classified Hillary emails to print out. Obama beats Wiener. <laughs> Wiener roast. Wiener pops out. Too hard to quit. Hung out to dry. Como beats Wiener. It was just like really, I mean, you, you have to laugh. And it's paired with all of these pictures of him taking naked selfies, stuff like that. Now, there's two scandals about him. The first one I'm talking about right now is in 2011. We're going to read some of these sex. Then we literally have him in an online explicit relationship with a high school student and he ended up going to jail okay so let's first cover the 2011 drama so it came out that there was multiple different women because when one woman came forward a bunch did but we have a lot of the sex and this didn't happen over text message this happened over facebook messenger and there's a las vegas blackjack dealer named lisa weiss and she had a sexting relationship with this Democratic congressman, Anthony Weiner. Um, so like I said, this happened all on Facebook. So she like friended him. And there were like a lot of people on Facebook that he would talk to back in the day. So her first message to him, I am trying to find the wonderful Anthony Weiner who I feel in love with. Their grammar is off. Who I feel in love with for yelling at those damn repubs the other day. And you are funny as hell on The Daily Show. Your friend requests are full. You must friend me. You are awesome. I will say, don't you miss the language of like, friend me. I poked you. I just kind of miss like those days of the internet. 
Anyway, so then he responds to her, and at one point she's like, when are you coming to Vegas to help me beat up the right-wing crazies? And he says back, I'm ready for a Vegas trip. Truth-telling during the day. Got a night plan for us? And then they kind of start, um, you know, getting a little bit flirty. She says a weird uh, suggestion for her night plan. She goes, first we watch back-to-back episodes of The Daily Show and Colbert Report. Then, to really spice things up, we go to face all of my neighbors' Sharon Angle yard signs. Then, when we are really hot, we go to the bookstore and cover all the Glenn Beck books with copies of The Audacity of Hope. I do this about once a week. Or if this is not your thing, we can just get drunk and have mad, passionate sex. It's like, okay, well, like, we get it. You're liberal. Like It was like she was like slotting everything in there. And I used to intern for the Colbert Report, and I'm like, even I wouldn't want to watch back-to-back episodes of that to try to get someone in the mood. And then he says back, I hear liberal girls are very uh, accommodating of others. And she goes, of course, it is all about taking care of the little guy. He says, little? Ouch. You'd be surprised how big. Okay. Okay. Um, Then she leaves his phone number. So then things start moving on to phone sex. And apparently they would sometimes have phone sex and he would have phone sex with her on a government phone. So like in the office. So before she leaves her phone number for him, at one point she says, I am drunk and thinking about you, dot, dot, dot. What have you done to me? I am being bold and leaving you my number. And I will say, I don't know why I'm getting so, I'm like really giving people the benefit of the doubt in this episode, but I do think that one sentence is cute. Like, I'm drunk and thinking about you. What have you done to me? I miss having a crush. Like that stage of a relationship where, you're just like kicking your feet and going on Spotify and typing in like, I have a crush butterfly playlist, you know, like that is the, it's just the cutest. There's nothing like it. Okay. Then at one point, uh, she was saying that she was like stalking him. She comes across as a total super fan and all of these messages and he's a raging narcissist. So like he loves that. And at one point he says, you know what? I'll just do, I'll just do high and low voices because I can't keep going back and forth. Um, You'll be able to tell who's who. Stalk me, baby. Very hot. So glad you are cool with me stalking you. I didn't want you to call Homeland Security on me. No, we have a special secret agency that deals with hot women. Where did my favorite dirty Facebooker go? I'm kind of getting addicted to you. Hey, sexy. Sorry, I've been away from a computer so long. So, what are you wearing? What's up, baby? Hold on. Let me look. Whoa, looks like I am. Wanna ride it? Now, I'm assuming that there's a picture of a penis here, just reading in between the lines. This is me, Shannon. Now I'm getting back uh, into it. Hard for me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. Okay. <laughs> this is too much. I'm so- <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. How am I going to do this? Okay. <clears throat> He says, <laughs> you like me big and fat. And she says, only your c-. Oh, my God, my face is, like, flushing so red. And he goes, your, your c- is still tight and wet for me, baby. And she goes, now, this part got interesting. I wasn't expecting her to say this. She goes, yeah, getting drunk and about to bang my fuck friend till you get here. He will take some dirty pics of me for you. And then he says, Think of my rock hard c-. Practice saying, God, Anthony, I'm c-. again. And then she goes, 
I will do that for you. And I think it's important to say that she uses the number four. Waiting it out till you get here and fuck the shit out of me. Where did you go, Anthony? And it continues on. Um, it really continues on. At one point she says, he's fingering me right now while I type this. So I feel like, what you know, just using reading comprehension, I feel like there's a little bit of a cuck thing going on here. Because if if I if I had a relationship with someone where I was like I, like I'm drunk like what have you done to me I like you so much and then they were like my fuck friend is here right now I would be like ask them to leave that hurts my feelings, um, but no he was into it he was definitely into it she also it's funny how she really is passionate about politics because she keeps bringing it up at one point she goes are you as passionate in the sack as you are about politics? I'm getting bored of my fuck friend. And he says, baby, you'd be crawling for the door to prevent me from fucking you, silly. And he keeps referring, I'm so sorry, but whenever he refers to his genitalia, he always describes it as being fat. (laughs) It's just the one adjective he always used. Anyway, then they start talking dirt, like, whatever. I like, I can't, I'm going to skip some of this but whenever they refer to his genitalia it always starts with the letter c and it's always fat i do think it's funny at one point he messages her first and he says i was on tv this morning you check me out and she goes why didn't you tell me i so missed you what channel call me damn it and it's just funny he's such a narcissist like he's always being like watch me on tv like i'm gonna be on tv at this time like come watch me And they definitely, I don't see any of the pics, but they reference each person being like, take a quick pic, go into the shower and take a quick pic. So I'm assuming different photos are being exchanged. Now, what's interesting is that after all, and there's pages and pages, like have fun going through it. I'm not going to lie. Some of it kind of read pretty well. I cannot speak it out loud, but whatever. Then at the end, it's interesting because these transcripts end After he initially gets exposed by someone, not her, a different Facebook girl he was messaging with, and her messages go from, um, OMG, are you okay? So sorry you got hacked. I know you would never do anything like have FB sex or take pictures of your cock. Who is the bitch who ratted you out? I am the only FB chick you can trust. Which I don't know if she's being sarcastic, but he definitely can have FB sex and take pictures of his wang because he's been doing it with you for months, lady. Then he doesn't respond and she goes, you owe me big time for keeping this all quiet. I'm defending you to the death on every blog and to everyone, telling everyone you would never send dirty messages to women. And then her last message to him says, I know you haven't been on here since you were hacked, but I need to talk to you. Someone contacted me about you. Call me or something. So he sadly ghosted the blackjack dealer. Now, um, when all of this happened, him and his wife, Huma, were still together and obviously his reputation was like in the gutter. But then, oh, and a bunch of more women came out. There was a a 26-year-old single mother from Texas named Megan, who she was the one who actually got the infamous photo of the crotch with the gray shorts. But in 2016, so five years after this, he was caught sending sexually explicit texts and uh, images to a 15-year-old girl, and he had this, like, insanely explicit relationship with her. 
this was one of the quotes from, he ended up being sentenced to 21 months behind bars. And this was one of the quotes from, I think, like the hearing or something. With full knowledge that he was communicating with a real 15-year-old girl, the defendant asked her to engage in sexually explicit conduct via Skype and Snapchat where her body was on display and where she was asked to sexually perform for him. A minor who was in high school and he knew about all of this. So that just makes me, I'm like going to go on Reddit and every person who's like, she's, she's QAnon because she thinks that like politicians are engaged in creepy shit. Yeah. Cause this was a politician who was engaged in creepy shit. Like what the, what the fuck can you say to this? It's like a politician who was jerking off and in an online sexual relationship with a child. I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy is just like, Ugh. Oh, and I, f I forgot the most, um, you know, t tickling part of this. He used this alias online because, you know, I guess he wasn't so idiotic that he used his name Anthony Weiner. And the alias he used was Carlos Danger. And that was what he called himself online, Carlos Danger. I remember, um, I think it was Colbert who said this joke where he was like, yeah, you know, he used the name Carlos Danger because he didn't want to use anything that sounded, um, you know, too unbelievable, like Anthony Weiner. <laughs> like, the name is just absolutely insane. Today's episode of Fluently Forward is brought to you by Next Evo. You've heard me talk about them before. They are the only CBD I take, and I love popping a little CBD gummy, okay? I usually have mentioned before, I'll use CBD if I'm stressed, if I'm overly anxious, if my to-do list is just kind of like making me feel away, or maybe I had too much coffee and I'm starting to get jittery. I also am excited because I'm about to be traveling to Tanzania. I'm going from Denver to New York, to Dubai, to Tanzania, to, you know, a little plane that will take us to Bukoba. We're going to be going through a lot of different time zones, and Next Evo has fantastic CBD products that also have uh, melatonin in them. So we've got the triple action CBD sleep. This is going to be my lifesaver through getting all of these different travels. So if you've got any summer travels of your own where jet lag is going to be an issue, or maybe you just want to relax a little bit, head on over to nextevo.com to get 25% off and a free bottle of premium pure CBD. So that's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com slash fluently. Now let's take things over to a, a little brief stop in Ladytown, and let's talk about Elizabeth Holmes, the Theranos. Theranos founder. What's that quote? I think we all watched, right? I watched the Amanda Seyfried um, Hulu situation about Theranos. God, was she good playing Elizabeth Holmes. She was really good at it. And Elizabeth Holmes, it, she now is in jail. That was like the court case that went on forever and ever and ever. But during her trial for fraud, tons of text messages between her and her ex-boyfriend and ex-business partner, Sonny Balwani, were read aloud. And let's just say I, I would have stood up and I would have said, just send me to jail rather than read these text messages and have everyone know how down bad I was. Now, similar to Jeff Bezos's, I love you, alive girl, her iconic one that cannot be forgotten is when she texted Sonny. You are the breeze in desert for me. Enter. My water, send. And ocean, send. Meant to be only together, tiger. And he writes back, okay. I, <laughs> I would not 
I think if, if I sent something like that to a man and he sent back, okay, I think I would block his number. I wouldn't know what to do. I would not be able to come back from that. You know, I wouldn't be able to look him in the eyes after that. Now, in going through their text messages, cat sound, baby. It's a little bit catty, okay? Sonny is, um, how would I say it? He's like a little bit of a bitch to her. So here are some of the snippets that we got of their messages. He messaged this to her in November 2013. And once again, I'll do the boy voice, girl voice. When your family is here, I feel lonely because you spend a total of 10 seconds with me a day. Oh, it's actually funny. I'm going to do a high voice for Elizabeth, even though hers was so very deep. I tried so hard to engage you. You had no interest. Don't try to engage with me next time. Seems like it won't work. Isn't that so funny? Like a a teenager in a man's body. Okay. Then she texts him. This is another message. My new life as of this night and forevermore. Total confidence in myself. Best business person of the year. Focus. Details excellent. Don't give what anyone thinks. Engage employees in meetings by stories and making it about them, i.e. prepare well. Then 10 minutes later, she goes, no response. And then he goes, awesome. You are listening and paying attention. It's like every single text message he sends to her is just like a little bit neggy. Okay, now she says this to him in February 2015. I'm sorry I wasn't stronger for you this morning. That is my responsibility and my role. I will never let that happen again. I am strong enough for me and you and then some. I don't need you to be strong for me. Oh, it's just like, oh, like, oh, I would hate texting with that person. Okay, then (laughs) at one point he sends her in April 2015, you are speaking with everyone in your giddy voice, excessive use of awesome. And then she sends back credit to her. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I will say she was very receptive to the feedback and criticism. I would not have been able to date this man for more than two days. I am so sensitive. I could not have um, handled this. Other things he's texted her. I have molded you. You are rambling. Let's stay focused. Um, At one point, he says, I am sorry for last night. I will get better. And she says, I love you. And he goes, okay. (laughs) Not with the okay again. Um, It's just, she texts him a lot of nice things. You know, not Jeff Bezos level nice, but madly in love with you and your strength. Feel like the luckiest person in the world because I have you. And you know what? If this wasn't 2015, I'm sure if the technology was around back then, he would have done that thumbs down reaction to almost everything she sent him uh, over on the iPhone because that's just like kind of his vibe. So these weren't super like sexy or like graphic, but it definitely shows a little bit of an interesting, let's just say out of Jeff Bezos, Anthony Weiner, and Elizabeth Holmes, the Jeff Bezos relationship so far sounds the healthiest. Okay, now we're going to move on to Tiger Woods. Everybody, I mean... Uh, I don't know. You could be Gen Z. Maybe Tiger Woods and his affairs didn't rock your world like they did for all of us. But when it came out that Tiger Woods was cheating, I don't know why, but it really took everybody uh, by storm. And I think one of the reasons is because a lot of these text messages came out. Um, You know, maybe one day we'll do like a athlete episode. So I'll kind of save you like the TLDR intro. Let's get to some of the dirty text messages. So... This basically starts, I'm reading some text messages from 2009, 
And we're seeing only things from Tiger's end. He's basically saying to this woman, this mistress, that he's coming back from the golf course. Um, he's leaving an envelope at the front desk under Ms. Daniels, what her room number is. Get settled and let me know when you are ready to see me. I will be in room 201. You can come down the stairwell next to your room. Make sure absolutely no one sees you. So I don't know why. I guess like, is that typical for affairs? Cheaters, write in and let me know. <laughs> like, do you get two hotel rooms just so that way nobody sees you going in and out? Um, I don't know. I guess it makes sense. Anyway, so a lot of these text messages are just like logistics, logistics. And you might be wondering, because I know I was, I was like, what room do they bang in, hers or his? And at one point he says to her, uh, blah, 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 I'm all clean, come on down, hurry. So I guess his room is the banging room. Okay, now we know, now we know. Um, things get a little bit dirtier uh, the next month over in August when he goes, we're not seeing what she says, but he says to her at one point, I like when you do that to me. I want to be deep inside you. And then he says, me too, I would wear you out, but he spells too wrong. He goes T-O. Tiger, tiger. Um, he talks about how he has the ability to make her sore. And then once again, he says, I will try to wear you out. I don't know about you. I don't like that language. I don't like that language. That's like, you know, like I'm going to break you like a stallion. It's like, I am a human woman, you know? Um, what else did he say? Oh, after I better start sucking my to get it hard. Ooh. Then at one point, I thought this was so funny. He, he, we see Tiger send to her, do you ever hook up with other guys or girls? And then the next text we say, see from Tiger is him saying, you didn't answer the question, which is so funny because how many times has a guy like texted you something and you just like ignore it? <laughs> and Tiger's like, oh no, like I'm, I'm hard and curious. Like, please, did you ever hook up with other guys or girls? And then he says to her, okay, a little sunny moment. He goes, okay, I would like to have a threesome with you and another girl you trust. Does that excite you at all or no? <laughs> or no. Nah. I remember um, Dane Cook, absolute creepo. I feel like definitely over on Patreon, we've, we've covered him and his fiance, although they, they probably have gotten married by now. Anyway, but dude, I'm not going to lie. Back in high school, I thought Dane Cook was like the funniest. And I still think, what was it called? Like the, the Savage Circle or something like that. I still think that comedy album of his is really funny. I, I cannot tell a lie. And I remember he had one joke where he was basically saying like, why do we always ask girls? Like he was talking about um, jerking off. He was like, you know, he's like, and when you jerk off in front of a girl, you do it different than the way you do it at home. Cause like, at home, you're like all hunched over and your toes are spread out and you're like, me, 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 you know, anyway. And then he was like, but when you do it in front of a girl, like you're kind of trying to flex and like look cool and like tighten your abs. And he was saying how um, he was doing this in front of a girl and he said to her, yeah, do you like that? And then he was like, why do we, why do we do that? Like, why do we always ask you girls that question? And he was like, and your response is always the same. You always go, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, do you like that? Yeah. And he was like, what would happen if, you know, I asked her like, do you like that? And she was just like, no, <laughs> thank you for asking. Like, I'm liking it less and less by the jerk. Absolutely not. <laughs> 
just funny because anyway, um, nobody ever answers no to that question. It, you know, it's almost like a rhetorical question. But I find it funny that, um, you know, Tiger Woods is getting a little bit vulnerable in this moment here. You know, does the idea of a threesome with you and another girl, does that excite you at all or no, you know? All right, then uh, a couple hours goes by. Oh, no, sorry, just a couple minutes. He gets really graphic. He says, I want to treat you rough, throw you around, spank you, and slap you. Mm. Then he goes, slap your face, treat you like a dirty little whore, put my cock in your ass, and then shove it down your throat, which is just so bacteria-filled and not okay to do. And then he goes, you are my fucking whore. He goes, hold you down while I choke you and fuck that ass that I own. And then he goes, then I'm going to tell you to shut the fuck up while I slap your face and pull your hair for making noise. And then he talks about biting her, like, ooh, 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 all of this stuff. I would not like any of that. Um, And then he goes later on, similar to the moments of vulnerability we're getting from him here but you still have not told me what turns you on. And just being a girl and reading these messages and how he's like, wait, you didn't answer the question. Like, do you like this or no? Like, you haven't told me that. I just imagine she's out to dinner with her girlfriends and she's like, oh, hold on. Like, I have to pretend to be horny and like sex this guy for a second. Uh, Then he talks more about like being rough with her, wanting to punish her, um... And like doing all these things till you beg for mercy. You know, I guess this is some people's kinks. To me, I love it when somebody tucks me into bed and brushes my hair and like tells me that I'm so creative. And then I watch an ASMR video and fall asleep. Ooh, that's beautiful. Anyway, but you know, if this was consensual, which it seems like it was, uh, it seems like it was pretty rough if you get what I mean. I loved reading through the intimate sorry, not intimate, but like the niche details of this. And at one point, (laughs) at one point, he's like asking her what she wants to eat. He's like, room service is going to be in the room. Like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And we aren't seeing what she says to him. But at one point he says to her, no turkey, unless it's a club sandwich. So that's, you know, was she asking for turkey? And he said, it's only available as a club sandwich. Or was he like, you can't eat any turkey? only if it's in a club sandwich. I, I don't know. Um, he asked at one point, have you ever had a golden shower done to you? Don't you love how sometimes, and I'm just going to generalize here. I know not all men, not all men, but there will be so many times where I'm like dating a guy and I'm like, I really wish he was more curious about me. Like, I wish he asked me questions about like my childhood or like my personality or like my dreams or like all that fun deep stuff you talk about with your girlfriends. And it really is funny how sometimes like the questions I remember once asking the last guy I dated being like, ask me a question. And he was like, what? I was like, you know, like, what do you want to know about me that you don't know? And he was like, I like, I, I don't like you can't, I don't know. And I was like, it could be anything, like even something small. And he was like, I, um, not like, sorry, like I don't have anything. (laughs) But if you said like, what sexual things should we do? Like what sexual things do you like want to know or talk about? All of a sudden, like the scroll comes out and it's so much stuff. And it's so funny that in all of these text messages, Tiger never once is like, how was your flight? Like, what are you doing after this? How's your Monday been? Instead, it's just like, what turns you on? Have you done a DP? Have you ever had a golden shower done to you? He is really curious about all of this stuff. 
And then I guess reading in between the lines, it seems like uh, his mistress says that she has had a golden shower done to you. And then he says at one point, never done it. I think I would get stage fright. Not him being vulnerable again about the golden shower. Now, October 1st, 2009 is when this relationship disaster strikes, okay? It starts off pretty normal. So at 6 p.m., Tiger sends her a bunch of messages. He says, baby, I'm not going anywhere or doing anything. You please me like no other has or ever will. I'm not losing that. You have to understand, people love to talk about me. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. I have just learned to roll with it no matter how much it upsets me when it's not true. My life is a fishbowl. And then three days go by. Now it's October 4th. So we know that, you know, the, the, the water's a little bit choppy. Then October 4th. This is when it ends. 10.40 a.m., he says, guys from Dubai, investors. So my agent, Bean, suggested that we go back to my room at the mansion for lunch. He doesn't know about us, obviously. Then an hour goes by, and at 11.31 a.m., he texts her, this has been a total shit trip. I'm sorry I fucked up last night. And this shit, we will get it right next time so we can spend more time together. And we don't know what she's saying back. Ooh, it's fun to read in between the lines. But a half hour later, he goes, oh my God, if they were with me, you would have ruined everything. And then a minute later, he says, I told you, oh my God, I can't believe what just happened. And then a minute later, he says, don't fucking talk to me. You almost just ruined my whole life. If my agent and these guys would have seen you there, fuck. And that's where it ends. Uh, one day we'll have to like dive into Tiger and do like the whole deep Rooney on him. But isn't that just like so, it's just so annoying too, because he's like, you almost ruined my whole life. What about you? Who's been like having all of these different affairs for like years, like saying all of this nasty shit, like come down to my room. Like you took the action, even just for one. This is what I don't understand about people who have affairs and how sick and twisted they are. Just for one weekend of cheating on your wife, you have to lie to her and actively go through with doing that awful thing probably about a hundred times, you know, like you lie about the flight, you lie about what you're eating, lie of a mission about who you're eating with, lie of a mission about when you're going to bed, lie of a mission about when you woke up. Uh, the action that you have to take, booking the hotel room, telling her to come down, like doing this, doing that, like making sure that you check in with everyone. Like there's just so many different things you have to do for so for him to be like, you almost just ruined my whole life. Fuck off, you know? Today's episode of Fluently Forward is brought to you by ZocDoc. You know that feeling you get when you finally find the thing you've been searching for on the internet? After spending hours researching and reading thousands of reviews, you find it. This thing, whatever it is, checks all of your boxes, and it has five stars, and it arrives in just 48 hours. So why is it that you can get the most random, wonderfully reviewed thing from around the world in just two days, but if you want to see a good doctor, it can take forever to get an appointment? Thankfully, there is a way. It's called ZocDoc, a place to find and book great doctors who actually have amazing reviews, many with appointments available in 24 hours. Personally, I have been using ZocDoc for probably about 10 years now, and I think that it's a great app. 
ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. Go to ZocDoc.com fluently and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then you can find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C. DOC.com slash fluently, ZocDoc.com slash fluently to find any doctor in your area and book appointments online today. And once again, you can search by different ratings for any doctor that takes your insurance in your area. Anyway, okay, let's, let's move on to the next victim. Is this okay, guys? I'm like, I've never, um, what can I say? I just hope this isn't coming across like I am molesting your ear or something, but whatever, you guys voted for it, okay? The only way to talk about it on a podcast is to literally say it out loud. So, ooh. okay, the next guy that we're going to be talking about here is Salman Rushdie. He is a British-American novelist who I know has done some really impressive um, stuff. But what can I say? I am more interested in the whole like Selena Gomez, Haley Bieber type of situation. I'm a little bit, you know, I'm uncultured here, but I know that he's a big deal, right? So he's this well-to-do novelist. His name carries a lot of weight and he is like a little bit of a dog because of course I took a brief skim through his Wikipedia. He's been married five times and divorced four times. Hi, Evelyn Hugo. Um, and one of the times that he was married was to Padma Lakshmi, who is right on Top Chef, um, absolutely gorgeous, stunning woman. I actually don't watch Top Chef, but she had an appearance on 30 Rock, which you know I'm obsessed with, so that's how I know of her. And there was this incredible cut article that came out about him uh, a while ago, and they were basically saying this cut article that in 2011 they read this story on Gawker which was all about Salman Rushdie and this like uh kind of pinup model in her 20s named Devora Rose and you wouldn't normally put you know in the Venn diagram of life those two people together but this guy has like a track record of being a little bit of a womanizer, being married so many times, being with beautiful women who are typically a lot younger than he is. And I think they even poked fun at this a little bit on the season of Curb Your Enthusiasm back when this was happening. So let's get to the drama. Back in 2011, this pinup model tweeted a picture of the two of them together. It was They were just like in some sort of booth at dinner and she thanked him for a nice evening. And he like flew off the handle. He told the press that he was mortified to be connected with her and just all of this shit where it's like, oh my God, like calm down. You guys had dinner. And basically he didn't want people to think that they were dating. And she obviously got offended by this and leaked her Facebook messages giving Anthony Weiner with him to page six. And based on the content of these Facebook messages, it seemed that the two definitely did have not like a relationship, but I mean, a form of a relationship. So they had tons of online flirting. They had several real life meetings. And at one point he tried to break things off with her. This is what he said in the leaked Facebook messages. I'm sorry to say that I don't feel able to pursue what we only just began. I have to confess that I haven't really recovered from the recent collapse of a two-year relationship. 
I can't help seeing that our lives and worlds and ages are very different and hard to reconcile. I think you're a dynamic, passionate, extraordinary person, and I apologize for backing away so suddenly. I hope you can understand and excuse me and that we can remain friends. Which is so funny. It's reminding me of that all too well 10 minute version short film, or maybe it was just in the lyrics where it's like, oh, you said that if we were closer in age, then it would have been fine. And it's like, bruh, the age gap, like it's been the same the entire time. I think that's so funny when a guy's like, you know what? Like we're too different in age. We were, we've always been too different in age. And like, now you're going to take the moral high ground. Interesting. But what most people online were tickled about in this saga is that after he sent the breakup message, months later, out of nowhere, he messages her and he goes, you look so gorgeous and hot with four T's. See you V soon. And it's just really so funny. Like, no matter how esteemed and prestigious and academia of a man you are, you're probably at some point going to be sliding into a girl's DMs and being like, you look sexy with like nine different X's in it. All right, moving on to the next person here, we have David Boreanis. And I'm, I'm not as familiar as him. I need to sit down. Maybe this will be my next TV show. I really want to watch Buffy and like dive into it because I know that he played Angel and Buffy. I think there was an Angel spinoff show, right? He was in Bones. He's a TV guy. And he had the same uh, mistress or relationship with a woman that Tiger Woods did, Rachel Yucatel. So she became a household name after it came out that she was Tiger Woods' mistress. But before she was Tiger Woods' mistress, she was David's mistress. And you might be wondering, where are these messages coming from? Was it Facebook? This is really going to give away the time that this happened. It was leaked Blackberry messages. And you know what I have to say? I'm so, I'm always so nostalgic for like the old internet. I don't know, like the early 2000s time. I miss when people had phones and they were different. Like nowadays, the most you can do is update your cell phone case, but having a Blackberry or a Palm Pilot or a flip phone or a Crazer, one of the ones that slide up. Oh, I miss that so much. Those were always so fun. What did you guys have? I had a Crazer. Some of you guys are like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm actually young. But anyway, I miss those days. So yeah, these different leaked messages between um, Rachel and David showed a very up and down kind of tumultuous relationship where they would go from being really sexy and seductive to being incredibly mad and pissed at each other. So his wife at the time, Jamie, was pregnant with their second child and he was oh my God, like, try not to lose your faith. He was texting with her during the labor. Imagine giving, I can't even, like imagine giving birth to someone's child and their father is next to you, your husband, texting the mistress. Oh God, oh my God, I just, I can't. Anyway, so here are the messages during their exchange. He says to her, David, this is not a good time. Rachel, I can't do this anymore. Just go. Just fucking go and be with her. David, why do you act like such a fucking child? She is my wife. Rachel, oh please, you're such a liar. You're never leaving. You've wasted my time and I'm alone. I can't fucking be alone anymore. I've been alone my entire life. David, what the hell are you talking about? We spend more than enough time together. Okay, 
that's also crazy. That is, she is crazy. That is insane. Imagine being mad that somebody is at the birth of their child. I can't even. Anyway, there are some photos that they also sent back and forth. Um, oh my God. <laughs> okay. You know, what's coming when the giggles come, it got a little bit R rated here. At one point he sends her some photos and she says to him, my favorite is you dot, 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 that face you make. And he says, in all caps, OMG, I can't wait to fuck you. Once again, the fuck is capitalized. And then he says, I want my Puma so bad. You are so fucking hot. Puma? Puma? I want my Puma so bad. Okay, so I guess that's what he called her. And then she ends it by saying a nice, simple little, I need you inside of me. I want to taste you. How beautiful. She wants to taste. Jeff Bezos wants to smell. I want to die. <laughs> you know, we all we all want these different things right now. Um, and then uh, we've got Adam Levine here. I mean, this was pretty recent. We were all around for the Maroon 5 deep dive with him and Sumner. And she leaked all of their different DMs. And obviously him wanting to name him and Beati's child after her, not after her, I don't think it was after her, but using her name, Sumner, was insane. Um, but also just the cringiness of these messages. And I'm so surprised too by how guys DM. And if you're over on the Patreon, I told a story about how one of my friends hooked up with Lil Wayne recently maybe like within the past year. Anyway, and she was showing me the text messages and the DMs. And I have to say like when a famous man is horny, they are just so short. You know, me, when I text someone, especially if it's someone I might be romantically interested in, my friends vet the text message. I go back and forth, you know, do we remove the comma? Do we keep it in here? Should I send this? You know, okay, I send one, then I wait 30 seconds so it looks like I'm still typing even though I already have it in the drafts and then I send the other one. And these guys just absolutely not. They just like fly by the seat of their pants. So at one point, Adam says to Sumner, I'm now obsessed with you. And she goes, dude, aren't you like married, LOL? And he says, yes, but it's a bit complicated. Stuff gets hard and the vid thing didn't help. I might get away. I hate that too. I hate the language and the verbiage of um, I might get away or get out of it. Bitch, you better be joking. I did a video over on TikTok where me and one of my TikTok mutuals, Victoria, we were talking about this epidemic of men on dating apps just describing what dating is. So they're like, you know, looking for someone to like connect with and, you know, spend time with and then see if it develops into like a long-term romantic relationship. And it's like, yeah, that's dating. You're on a dating app. Like, why are you spelling it out? It, it just gives weird vibes, especially when they get so intricate with it where they're like, I want a long-term partner, but not in a rush, like looking to take it day by day, like really want to have a spark first. And it's like, why are you putting all of these stipulations on top? Of That's how every relationship works. Or the classic line where a guy's like, don't want to force anything. Well, yeah, none of us do. It, it's just weird when they say that because 
adding a caveat to something means that by you adding a caveat, you think not everybody is on the same page. So I feel like it's a bunch of guys thinking that every single woman wants to lock them down immediately after the first date. And it's just like, it's a little bit offensive. Anyway, and somebody in my comments was like, oh, I think guys do that because... I forget exactly what he said, but he was like, you know, you need like a reason to like get out of there if you have to. And I'm like, even you saying the phrase get out of there, you're already assuming that the relationship's going to be negative. So like you're already going into it thinking that it's going to suck and then it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like these guys just don't seem excited to date. Like if you already have this idea of, oh, the ball and the chain, like I need to, you know, get a getaway car for myself. Just don't be on a dating app then. You obviously hate dating. Like most people date because being in relationships is great and like it's a really good thing. Anyway, so I don't like Adam Levine saying that I might get away. Oh, okay. Then this one went really viral online where he says to her, holy fuck, holy fucking fuck. That body of yours is absurd. And everybody was making all of these different memes about that online where they put like Adam Levine's DMs above like the Eucharist and it's like him talking to Jesus after he takes the uterus like oh fuck that body of yours is absurd and then he goes haha how are you such an hourglass and then he puts the hourglass emoji Ooh. okay and then this one he goes seriously fuck with 4ks she sends a photo and he goes I may need to see the booty. And then he goes, fuck, with about 20 Ks at the end of it. Oh my God, ew, I can't. These are so cringe. These ones aren't as like raunchy as the Anthony Weiner, but they're so cringe. Okay, another thing he says, watching your ass jiggle on that table will permanently scar me, but otherwise I'm amazing. Fuck, I'd do anything for it. And then he does the emoji of the like confused emoji guy where his eyes are little squiggles. Okay, then as they're sexting and talking, he says to her at one point, I'm having another baby, wifey pregnant, and I'm having a boy, and I'm naming him Zia. He will be a badass. The the, the cognitive dissonance, like I can't, oh God, I can't even imagine. Anyway, the different memes that came from this too. Adam, uh, one of Adam's DM says, it is truly unreal how fucking hot you are. Like it blows my mind. And people said, me to my MacBook after using it for 30 minutes. <laughs> or somebody else said, Adam Levine's sexual DMs are the Maroon 5 of sexual DMs, if that makes sense. <laughs> this was interesting too, because I do think their first album, Songs About Jane, was such an incredible, like every single song, Tangled, um, what? Hold on. Let me look it up because I I really want to do an episode one day about like second tier songs where it's not the main songs that like went number one off the album. So this wouldn't be, you know, She Will Be Loved or Harder to Breathe. Okay. Some of my favorite songs off of the Songs About Jane album. I like Tangled, Shiver, Sweetest Goodbye. Sweetest Goodbye might be my favorite off that album. But I mean, Sunday Morning, This Love, Harder to Breathe. It's an incredible first album. So somebody said, seeing the way Adam Levine sends thirsty texts, I'm convinced he doesn't write any of his own songs. There's no way a man who sends, I may need to see that booty, also wrote, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. It's compromise that moves us along. Yeah. Um... 
But you know what? I will say, we, you know, we got Salman Rushdie over here saying, you're so hot, 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 with a bunch of T's. <laughs> Another meme from when Adam Levine said, it is truly unreal how fucking hot you are. Like, it blows my mind. Somebody said, Goldilocks trying the first bowl of porridge. Like, <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? It was just funny when people can make some, uh, some good humor out of it there. So there we go. Thank you guys for, God, I've never had a more, like the way that my hands are sweating right now. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. But you know what? It was a little bit of fun for uh, a Monday morning episode, I suppose. Thank you for hanging out with me for this hour. If you're looking for more Fluently Forward over the next couple of weeks, as publicly we take a two-week hiatus, head on over, patreon.com slash fluentlyforward. But... The other thing I want to mention, fluentlyforward.com slash survey. This is also going to be linked in the show notes. We're doing a little survey just for the next year. This helps um, people know who's listening to the show. And also I have some questions on there for you. I really want to know from people. Out of all the guests we've had, you know, there's a lot of repeat people we have on here. Who do you like? Who's your favorite? Who do you want to have back? What kind of topics do you want for the show? Do you have any notes for me? Um, are there any topics or people that you're dying to see on Fluently Forward? I just want to take a little bit of a pulse check since this is my job. It's kind of like my performance review and answering the questions of the survey, just letting us know, I don't know, how how old are you? Do you live in the U.S. or Canada? Certain things like that help to grow the podcast and make it be more successful so we can get more of these episodes out for you. So thank you for hanging out for probably the horniest episode I will ever do on this podcast. And publicly, I will see you guys in a couple of weeks. And Patreonly, I will see you guys on Friday for a new episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys. <laughs>